When it comes to commercial snow removal, look to Tovar Snow Professionals. Go to TovarSnow.com or call 844-GO-TOVAR to get a free estimate for your site. Tovar, proud sponsor of Club 400. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in full giving back to those in Club 400 is on the air, and thank God, William, you did not chose to make that change you were talking about earlier this year. Remember, you're going to do a Minnesota podcast right now. I'm looking at the no, scores right ouch. now. I see the Minnesota Vikings 0 and 3, and the Minnesota Twins breaking a record for 0 and 17. 17 straight losses in the postseason. Are you kidding me, William? How are you even sitting here right now? You know what? All I have to do is remember back two days ago when you did a podcast without me. So I cheated on you, dude. Like to uh, first of all thank what's his name? Cooperstown Kurt. Cooperstown Kurt from the Rain Delay Podcast. Also a camper and a good friend. Oh, of mine. he's a camper. I didn't know he was a camper. Oh, yeah, he's a camper. Wow. Yeah. yeah uh, honestly, that episode we just dropped two days ago. Check it out if you don't know much about Club Four Hundred. That's, a, that's good, a good, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Good entry into Club Four Hundred. And the reason why we did that episode actually is because of uh, Kurt says he gets a lot. He got a lot of questions from a lot of different people, like how did Club Four Hundred get started. So he kind of wanted to do a, a recap episode, and that's exactly what it is. There is some new stories on there, so if you're bored, it's worth checking out. And we're doing a contest on Instagram, which I'm really excited, excited about. I'm yeah. excited about the contest. That's going to be a good one. So what that contest is, and this is strictly on Instagram. If you don't know by now, Cooperstown Kurt runs our Instagram, Club 400. I can't run all the pages, and Kurt has done an outstanding job running that page. And so he thinks, like I think, 2021 is going to be a big year for Club 400. So we are ranking the top 30 Cubs of who wants what Cub here, 1 through 30, in 2021. And you're going to carry that in your back pocket like the ball players, I'm right? going to write so it. So you have that a, all yeah. the time? I'm going to write it on a, with a pencil, just so I can erase the guys oh, that don't nice. want to come. There and then go. I'll just rotate guys up as we go. Or like if a guy gets traded and he's, you know, current player and he's traded, he's out, you don't, you know. Exactly. Maybe you don't want him. Hey, speaking of social media, Lauren wants to know when you're going to start a Club 400 TikTok page. Is that coming soon? Um, I, she heard why, about your dance moves. That's why I'm not on Instagram. I mean, that's why I'm not running the Instagram page because I don't even know how, how to work it, even though Kurt showed me like three times. I said, Kurt, why don't you just run the page, you know? You're like such an old guy. I could do Facebook. So, hey, <laughs> we got some interesting stuff coming up tonight, but we do have a special guest in the house, and we're going to tell you a whole lot more about him and why he's here tonight. Uh, Zach Hartman, brother of Eric, who's been on the show in the past. Multiple times. Exactly. Uh, uh, Zach, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, it's a pleasure to have you down. He's drinking a cold Club 400 right now. He oh, is fantastic. actually, again, for those of you who might not have made it to the baseball game the other day, he is the better-looking Hartman of the two, by far. They run exactly the same. They do kind of run the they same. They kind of look man. alike, too. They run like, the same or fall the same. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the big game in a little bit. But we got other news to talk about. And Zach, feel free to chime in at any point. 
The Chicago Cubs are your Central Division wow. champion. Oh, what do you think about that, Blake? Wow, huh? I think it's fantastic. And we have playoff baseball. If you're listening to the podcast, today at 1 o'clock at beautiful Wrigley Field, Cubs host the Florida Marlins. It's our guy, Kyle Hendricks, versus Alcantara. What do you think of that matchup? I think it's going to be a good matchup, but I was going to ask you, are you more excited that the Cubs are in the playoffs or that they are not having fans to watch the games? But then I realized you're going, so it doesn't matter to you. I mean... I was thinking today, Rooftops, how dude. rude is the MLB for not releasing the game times for the two and the three game? But does it really matter when there's no fans no. that are going to be there? Like they don't, no one no. has to change their schedule. You know? I, you know, and then the other thing is if you're uh, working during the day and and you got to record them, good luck with that because they're on like 16 different channels and exactly not easy finds. But well, today if you're listening, we we try to do a timeless podcast, but because of COVID, not everything's gonna be timeless. But today is baseball heaven. We have games on at 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock. Rock, William. Are you gonna be watching? This kind of reminds. <laughs> wow, that was <laughs> that was like uh, karaoke meets <laughs> our podcast. I love it, and I think it reminds me so much of the NCAA basketball tournament. It's just like all day. If I would have played my cards right, I would have taken the day off, though. Well, we usually do here at Club 400. We have the NCAA double-A party here on a Friday, and it's basketball, betting, and booze all day long. This year got canceled like everything else. But, yeah, tomorrow would be, if you were a very smart man, would have been the day to take off and just grab yourself a case of cold Club 400 beer, seat yourself in front of the TV, and watch the Twins lose the 18th in a row. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. All right. Go Cubs. I'll, I'll, I'll go Cubs, up. go. I'll easy up on you there. All right. Because, right? I mean, honestly. Because we have a special guest here. Yeah, Come on. Let's... I, I, I'm just going to ask you a question, right? That's futility at its worst, right? That's like. I mean, the Cubs haven't even lost. That's an all-time record. That I mean, can you imagine you guys going to the playoff every year and losing 18 in a row? It's almost hard to do. Like, you would think, like, a gift from God would have came down and would have gave you at least one win. Well, we, we, we have won the World Series twice in our lifetime. Can you say that? Oh, yeah. I was, I was alive in 45. Uh, yeah, they lost that oh, one. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho... All right, can we move yeah, on, yeah, please? I actually didn't know that, but I was trying to catch William off. Yeah, so. good try. Well, let's talk about the, the games. Uh, Zach, well, we got um, Hendricks starting off, Darvish pitching game two, and then obviously Friday will be a free throw. Probably throw Johnny Lester in there, and then if he doesn't do good, then you throw Quintana, then you throw whoever you got. But, Zach, what's your opinion on what the Cubs are going to do? Let's talk about today with Kyle Hendricks on the mound. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, um, playoff baseball is fantastic, um, but I, I, I don't think the Marlins stand a chance, to be honest with you. Um, the, only, the only thing that uh, makes me a little bit nervous is the three-game series. You know, it's, they're always dangerous. They are, and, you know, I think the key to winning this is actually going to be bullpens. That's what makes me a little bit nervous about the Cubs because I wouldn't say their bullpen is the strength of their team. Clearly, it's their awesome hitting. <laughs> but I think it's going to be bullpens because, like you said, for game three, don't want to jump ahead to game three until you've played one and two, and hopefully they win both of those. But you go into game three, and if Lester pitches three innings and you got to go, you know, six innings with with relievers and stuff, that's, that's a tough, that's a tall order. I don't know if it is against Miami. I, I, I'll go on record to say I, I 
and I'll ask you guys what you think about it, you and Zach, but the three-game series, if you're the Cubs who ran the table the whole entire season. Start to finish. Yep. I think they were in first place every 56 or 57 or 58 days out of the season. And you could go out. Well, they were games. no, they were the entire season. They were was tied from day one. They they won the first game. I think in what, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> oh wow! That was uh, your Apple computer over there. Okay. <laughs> uh oh, we're getting messages from Eric already. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, Jesus. We haven't even started ripping on him yet. <laughs> I know that's later, Eric. You, if he, you're listening, maybe to the he's show, listening maybe live. About Fifteen minutes from now. Okay? Is he so plugged into the soundboard or what? He might be. He might have. <laughs> Who knows? He might have some audio down here uh, streaming to his house, his cave in Effingham, Illinois. So uh, I have to steal a game from, um, I was listening to sports radio earlier today, and a game they played. How many, and let's go in order, how many, name any Miami Marlins? player. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Alcantara or somebody, something that you said he was pitching. Well, um, I have no idea. You know, I don't know who their manager is. Weren't they the team that had the COVID right away when they were out? I'm, I'm about ready to go to my cell phone here. I don't know, but you know what? Jared Jeter, I, well, obviously, the two teams that had the most issues with COVID would be uh, the Marlins and the and, Cardinals. And the Cardinals. Yeah. And both and they, of them, with all the double headers they had to play, are in the playoffs. Do they have the guy that used to be shortstop for the Cubs? Starlin Castro? Yeah. Is he a yeah. Marlin? I believe he's he, a Marlin. He was at one point. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been five years ago. I don't know if he plays anymore. <laughs> he's retired. Uh, you know, I just hope that if, if I'm um, David Ross, I put on 2008 game uh, and show them how we blew against the Marlins. The Bartman game? The Bartman game. Oof. I don't know. Do you do that? Or do you pretend like that didn't happen? I think it's time for payback, man. We're here at Wrigley Field. They beat us in Wrigley Field. I was there at Game 6. I was there at Game 7. I cried on 6. I cried on 7. It's time for me to go home with a few beers and happy this weekend. I hope you do. So, yeah. big game at Wrigley Field. We don't know the game times for Thursday and Friday, but t today is 1 o'clock. And I'm kind of happy that Hendricks starts off. you got Hendricks going. Complete finesse guy. We're good? Yeah, okay. we're good. Complete finesse guy, and then you put Darvish, his fastball, along with his junk. That's two opposite types of pitchers throwing two days in a row. Should be in good shape. We, yeah. should, we should be on yeah. good shape. But I, I hope I hope they don't play it like they've already won the game. You know, they, I mean, you still got to go out and execute. But I think they, you know, they're definitely to me they they should be the most obvious of all the first round series. They should be the most obvious team to win. And let's hope they do, because I would hate, I mean, with this year being as sucky as it's been, we only get 60 games instead of 180, and, and then the Cubs it, go out that quick. Let's keep it going a little longer. we got to keep it going, guys. And the Cubs, uh, it's time to pay them back for what they did to us back in the day, the Bartman thing. This is payback time, and I couldn't be more excited. Looking forward to it. And it's day baseball, which we haven't seen a lot of this year. Really. Most of these games have been night games, and... Uh, I don't know, man. I just uh, I'm excited to go down there and uh, be a part of day baseball this year. And uh, the weather looks like it's good, so we'll see what happens. Sounds like a plan. What time do the Twins play today, William? Uh, two o'clock again, or okay. one o'clock. Who, who's the matchup there? Are you aware? What's the matchup there? The pitching matchup. Yeah. Houston hasn't decided yet because oh, okay. they threw their their number two starter at the end of the first game, and then the Twins have uh, 
Jose Barrios is their best pitcher, so we'll see. Hey, anything can happen. And you know what? Usually the games that you look at on paper, you say, oh, Cubs got that one. Cubs are going to lose that That's one. That's the beauty of baseball. Yep. Usually it comes out quite opposite. That's why they play the games. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of playing the game. Yeah, let's speak about that. Let's talk about an event that Club 400 just had MVP. with the Randy Hunley Fantasy MVP. Camp Campers. MVP. And it was yeah. We got well. That's why Zach is here. The MVP. He is the MVP, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I'm going to cue him up. He's going to tell a little bit about himself. Um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, Don Bino, who um, has and we didn't really advertise this a lot, guys. Because uh, in fact, Sean Gary, COVID. who helped us out with the uh, audio and the video, he said, "I'm surprised there's not more people here." Well, we couldn't advertise it because of COVID and the restrictions that the school imposed on us, when, and we definitely play by the rules. So it wasn't something that we advertised. It was more about just getting the campers together uh, from Arizona and playing a nine-inning game of baseball. Like I said earlier, Don Bino had proposed this on a Facebook page, and then Eric Hartman got involved, and then got me involved, and it kind of the game kind of moved from Chicago, which was proposed to be, to out here in Huntley, and on Saturday, a couple Saturdays ago, we had 24 guys from the Randy Hunley Baseball Fantasy Camp come out here and play a nine-inning game. And we made it a whole entire weekend. There was people that came out from Portland. There's people that came out from California. I believe there's some people who come from down south, all over the United States, just to play a nine-inning game of baseball. Brian Freeze, one of my good friends, he's an umpire. He hired a couple other guys to come out. And uh, I wanted to ask you, William, you were a big part of the event. Uh, you were the PA guy, and you were running all the walk-up songs. And we had Wayne Mesmer, Chicago Cubs guy, who's been to Club 400 before. Wayne Mesmer, come out, do the starting lineup, sing the national anthem. But you got to work with him a little bit. How, how was that experience for you, William, being the PA guy, doing the walk-up music, hanging out with Wayne Mesmer, and especially dealing with Sean Geary? Well, it was thrilling to hang out with Wayne Mesmer and Sean Garrity in the same <laughs> breath. Um, no, it was it was actually really cool, and I didn't know what to expect. I thought, you know, you asked me if I would do that. I'm like, yeah, that'll be fine. I didn't know what to expect from everybody because I've never seen camp or just highlights and a few pictures and things like that, but it was entertaining. It was a great game. You know, it was a lot of fun. I was uh, really happy nobody get, got hurt. That was a, That was a good thing, but... I mean, there were some, like, close plays at the plate. There was some, you know, good fielding plays. There was certainly some balls that you would have thought people would have gotten to, and they didn't, that kind of thing, and, and some pretty good hitting going on. It was, it was entertaining. I thought it was pretty good. Overall, you know, when you're setting up an event, like, you know, I've done a lot of events, but I've never done a baseball game before. So there was a lot of ways that we could have screwed this up. And... Um, I mean, for instance, um, we need baseballs, you know? We forgot. We need, like, 50 baseballs to pull this off, you know? And, uh, cancel that. I think you just called 911 on my phone. Oops. Oh, yeah, so. I mean, I, I, I know the twins are choking, dude, but you don't no, have to dial 911 on my trying phone. trying to turn your volume down. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just little things off. Eric Carton called me up, and he's like, we don't have any batting helmets. We need. We don't have batting helmets. We need batting helmets now. Full disclosure: We did use a pitching machine uh, that we got. We rented from the high school, 
And I was worried about the pitching machine because if that thing's not throwing strikes, then you got you a big mess. Because yeah. the reason why we throw the the pitching machine is because let's face it, none of us have done much since uh, February, March. So a pitching machine ensures, first of all, that the hitters get to hit, and not everybody's walking the first. And yeah, we avoid injuries and people get hit and so forth. So it's a safe, smart way to do things. And you want people to hit the ball. You don't want people striking out. By the way, full disclosure again, I struck out two times, all right? <laughs> a, lot of full, <laughs> a lot of full disclosure. I have a question, though, for you guys. The one thing I couldn't tell with the pitching machine, can you set that as to how hard it throws? Or Yeah, yeah, that thing fully goes from, I think, 50 to maybe 80 or something. Okay, and do you know, have any idea what it was set at? What do you think? I heard it was 65. Okay. I don't know who I heard it from, but that's what I heard. Okay. Right. So, Zach, what, you know, you, you uh, are Eric's brother, of course. I am. And what did you think, because uh, you actually never been to camp before, so uh, tell us your thoughts as a first-time guy coming into this game and, and, and what you were expecting and what, what you got out of it for the most part. Um, yeah, it's a great question. I actually, you know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations just because I had never been to camp, you know, just like just like William, I had seen pictures and all that um, all that kind of stuff, but um, you know, it was as far as I could tell, it it didn't look like you guys had thrown, you guys had uh, you know had an event like this several times in the past. From an outsider coming in, I, I could I didn't notice anything. I didn't know that you guys, you know, the helmets were there, balls were there, you know, everything to me lo looked like you'd done it a hundred times. <laughs> it looked super. It was it super really well did. organized. Yes. Believe it or not, I know from being where I was sitting, it all a lot of it came together at the very end, but. Well, I, I mean, I was the last guy to leave the field, and we made sure we cleaned up real good, and I couldn't believe there was not literally any hiccups that I could think about. You know, you think about this game could have went on for four hours. It went on for two and a half hours. We also played the extra inning where everybody right. got to hit at least once. And I thought, you know, there was no, you know, there never is at camp. Everybody gets along great, and everybody has a good time, but there was no arguments or anything about it. Just a lot of support, you know, and... Um, and the game was great, you know. Our team was the home team. We were uh, uh, Dernier's team. And, yeah, uh, we had the Hartman brothers on our team, and we had a lot of great guys on our team. And then we were playing against, we, we called them Team Sarge. We just, we didn't pick those guys for any other specific reasons for, you know, they have, we have a special bond with those guys coming out here to Club 400. We love the Sarge. We love Bobby D. So we just named them Sarge and Dernier's team. And we came out rocky, man. We came out rocky. We, I think we let five runs in the first inning, wasn't it, Zach? Yeah, it was a rough first inning. You could, you could tell there was a little bit of, everybody was shaking off a little bit of rust, for sure. And even the uh, PA announcer behind the plate, I had some problems with some of the songs right away. I wasn't going to bring that up. Really. I have to tell you a funny story. I, I told you, but, you know, hopefully some of the other players are, are going to hear this. So the day before, I was at work, and I had some, a little bit of downtime, so I started downloading everybody's walk-up songs. And many of them I had never heard before, so, you know, I'd look them up download them that kind of thing so you had on the list somebody didn't want a song and you wrote in the name of i told you i needed the name and the artist and you had he doesn't want one by no one <laughs> <laughs> so i'm googling no one trying to find an album called no one so then on top of it, it take you to realize that? Would, uh, like a half hour and then i even tried to call one of my kids to go have you heard of a band called no one and then to make it worse 
I put them all in in order. I had like a playlist for each of your teams, and I had them in order. And I'm like, this would be great because I'm announcing all the hitters, and I can keep track and you know go that way. Well, sure enough, I left that one blank, and so uh, I think it was um, who's the catcher? Uh, oh, Chris. Chris, yeah. yeah Chris, yep. I kept screwing up Chris's song because no one <laughs> was the song before that, and I go and I play hers by accident, and that, that threw me off. But that was only two of them. What was your walk-up song? Uh, it was. Oh, even flow, even flow, even flow. Yeah. which Pearl mine Jam. was Pearl Jam. Also, Quick Escape was my walk-up song. Now, was that your walk-up song for all of your bands? Yeah, no, I thought I heard something else. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Someone screwed up my last one. <laughs> Slipped a different track in there, or something like that. I'm gonna blame Sean Garrity, who's sitting right next to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, why that song? Um, it was. I, uh, I don't know. I didn't know what you guys were trying to tell. I me. mean, you know what? I think it's a great walk-up song. Puff the Magic Dragon. It got everybody's attention. It did. It did, especially By the way, yours. Play that at the end of this one. <laughs> find that song. I, oh, I still have. It threw me off. I'm not gonna lie, because I go up there and you know everybody's got upbeat, you know, high energy songs. Uptown funk. Yeah, uptown <laughs> funk, and all of a sudden, a little Puff thunderstruck. The Magic Dragon. <laughs> Like, what the hell? <laughs> your daughter and your nieces are all singing. You know? They got me on that. Yeah, that and we cool. also threw a uh, Mike Gomel. Yes. Who, by the way, I might as well just bring this in right now. There is going to be a Raz for Joey's song, uh, Fighting Epilepsy with Music. And uh, Club 400 fighting all, you know, helping charities out with music and baseball. Very similar circumstances. We're going to be having a Raz on the Club 400 public page real soon. And William. Actually, we have a really cool donation that's going to be the main event portion piece, and I'm going to I'm waiting to get that in my hands before we run this auction. And uh, if anybody has any items, please donate them. Uh, let, give me a call, PM me on Facebook or any of the social media channels. We'll include that in the RAS, and our goal—all uh, money, all proceeds—will go to Joey Song 100%. So uh, we hope you participate in that. Look for that in the next week for sure. Like I said, I'm waiting to get this beautiful painting, and it's huge. So uh, you'll, I'll post pictures of all the items, and we'll get moving on that, and we'll help out Joey some. Here we go. All right, we're back. So I was going to ask Zach. Zach, you've been going through some... I mean, this has been a rough year for everyone. I mean, but, you know, it's been rougher for some than others. Like, that's why, like, no matter how down you might get at home uh, once in a while, uh, you know, think about the big picture. Zach, he's been living life like everybody else, and and he's got some medical uh, news that came down not long ago, right, Zach? How long ago was that? Uh, The first week in August. First week? So, really recently. And uh, tell us a little about what's going on with you, Zach. Um, so, like you said, uh, the first week in August, um, I was diagnosed with stage four uh, nodular melanoma, um, which is basically the uh, very severe form of skin cancer. Um, and what ended up happening was it uh, spread to my brain and both of my lungs. Um, and luckily, we caught it, you know, fairly early. Um, so, you know, I'm going through some immunotherapy now. Um, and what's that consist of? Is, it, is that just because I, I mean, I, 
You showed me a picture a couple days before you came to the game, and <laughs> yes. I was like, this guy is actually playing in this game right now. Tell, but was that part of the immunotherapy? So, or? no, that, that was separate. Um, that was, uh, it's called a gamma knife procedure. Um, so basically with the, with the lesion that I have in my brain, um, to try and, uh, on top of the immunotherapy that I'm doing, um, they, we elected to go ahead and do this gamma knife procedure, which is, yeah, they screwed a frame onto my head um, while I was awake. Um, they gave me an MRI, um, found out exactly where the, the lesion was, and then they put me into a machine. They lock my head in with this frame, and they zap it with gamma rays, gotcha. radiation, basically, um, in an effort to try and speed the process along. So, um, yeah, that was Wednesday of that. Of Wednesday, that the game Wednesday is Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, Zach, doesn't your head hurt? He's like, it's hard for me to wear a hat. I'm like, don't, don't wear a hat. I had, to get, I had to wear a bigger hat. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the, so what kind of, uh, through this process, uh, what are you guys, what are you going to have to do? Is there anything weekly? Do you have to do this immunotherapy quite often or how does that work? Um, so what it is, is I go uh, every three weeks right now for immunotherapy. It's kind of two medicines in one. It's just run, run through an IV. Um, takes about three hours. I get that every three weeks, like I said, for about four total treatments. And then after that, it's goes down to one medicine really for the rest of my life. Wow, okay. So, so let me ask you this. Sure. Um, before you found out about that, you're all good, you're healthy, nothing, nothing wrong. Not a thing. That's, yeah, no I, headaches, no, no yeah, it was a problems breathing thing. or nothing. And, and you know, come to find out, you know, where it is on my brain, it's pretty close to some, you know, if it was over a, you know, a millimeter or so, it would affect vision and speech and all that kind of stuff. But no, I had nothing. I literally just found something on my back. It was on my left shoulder. And you just decided to go in and like take care of it. Well, you know what it was? I found it in like February. And I kind of thought not to be gross, but I thought it was kind of like an ingrown hair or something yeah. like that. Um, and kind of didn't pay any attention to it. And then, uh, you know, a month or two went by, I got a little bit bigger. Thought, well, still, you know, nothing, nothing no big deal. And all of a sudden, in the first week of July, it just just swelled up to like the size of a wall. Oh wow! And I, you know, I can't, I can't see it, so I was just right. oh, that's not good. Yeah. So I went to the dermatologist. They lapped it off, sent it for biopsy, and, and that it came back on a Thursday. I found out there was cancer. I was having surgery on Tuesday to get it removed. Jesus, that's crazy. And you know what? That's why you guys uh, don't forget your dermatologist for sure. Uh, I've had I'm, I'm a whiter than white, William. And, oh, I, and, uh, I know what that's all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I have a, like my back, I got a lot of moles and everything like that. So I, I, I get checked out every so often. In fact, I'm going soon just because Zach reminded me I, I need to get my ass over there. But yeah, make sure you guys don't forget about the dermatologist. You know, uh, it's very important to get your skin checked every so often. I know you did. You went not long ago, didn't you, William? I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Us white boys, we've got to go. You got to go. Yeah. The sun, yeah, the sun is not your yeah, friend. Sunscreen. You know? oh. All I have is 100% from the sun. Was it really? So are you a big shirt off guy outside? No, no, no I'm not. No, it's no. just, it's, you know, I walked into dermatologist and like, yeah, go figure. You know, light hair, light eyes. Yeah. Right, you exactly. Know? So. I mean, I cover, when I'm in the sun, I typically, except there's times I go and you, like, don't even think about it. Yeah. Forget about it. It could be overcast, you know, and stuff sure. like that, but yeah. you got to watch it all Well, the yeah, time. for instance, I was on a boat uh, last weekend, um, and it was overcast, but I still got a lot of sun just from being on the water, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, even when you're not getting hit by sun, you're getting hit by sun, so. And, and what my dermatologist told me is that if, if it could have been just wearing even just having a shirt on because where it has in my body because I'm not a shirt off guy um, I don't do a lot of swimming you know I did when I was a kid um, 
she, you know, it could have been from just, just walking being, around with a regular t-shirt yeah. on. You know, just it, it could have been from mm. that. So, um, you know, there's not a lot you can do about that other than, you know, now I wear, you know, some shirts underneath, you know, shirts. It's a little bit warmer out, but yeah, 100% from the sun. Yeah, and you know, I, I always, I'm a big fan, like, the sun is not your friend. It is for some people, but it ain't for anybody. No. Yeah, so be careful out there, guys. Like, And uh, so, well, let's get back to the game, because we're setting this up here, all right? Because, so we're losing. <laughs> Team Grenier is losing the whole entire game. Now, this is my favorite part of the podcast. Yeah. So what you don't know is Garrity and I are talking and and we're trying to figure out, you know, you, Stu's Stu. When Stu has an event, there's a list, there's an order of stuff, mm-hmm. everything's gonna happen. And I turned to Garrity and I said, "Are we giving out a trophy or are we picking the MVP or something like that? Because this game's getting to be about over, and it was really hard up till that point." It to, was. I but mean, my brother Eric was right. Eric, Eric that. was like hit three, three for, for four, four. Yeah. clean, and his, clean base hits, by the way. And yeah. his fourth at bat was not bad either. No. And and uh, we were right actually kind of leaning towards him. Yep. And then you guys were down by. We were basically we were down the whole entire game, so we let that those guys get those five runs, and then we were kind of they, they worked back chipping, a little bit, chipping chipping away. Yeah. And I believe, and uh, Zach, you might correct me if I'm wrong. It was the bottom of the eighth inning. We were losing seven to six. Is that right, or is it six? To... Uh, I think we were down t- two. I think it was two. I yeah, think we were down two. Maybe I might be wrong. I think you're right. I, I thought we were down one, and and it, and we we won by two runs, right? I think it was eight. To six. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I yeah, think I, I think, think we right. were down by one. Okay. All right, and uh, I set our team's batting order up. Okay, because I knew Hart, Eric Hartman was going to do that. So if he lost, he could blame me. I knew he, he's like, you do not want to so I purposely put certain guys in certain spots. I put me last just because I figured I'm doing a lineup. I put myself last, like the new lead, and, like the and lead Eric, off hitter. After yeah, the first right, inning, right. Thing, you know. Um, and Eric was talking a big game. Eric Hartman. Eric Hartman. No, he was not. He never talks a big <laughs> no. game. No, no. Well, a real he, big game. He always likes. I lost the, a lot of money. He likes the battle. <laughs> And um, usually I come on the short end of the stick on the bats. Oh, so, and he's going to tell you guys I owe him $500. So we basically have the bases loaded. And I think, I don't want to either, I think Crawford was up and struck, struck, struck out. Yeah. We have one out. Eric Hartman comes to the plate. Bases are loaded. You can feel the, the tension. tension in the, in the, yeah. Yeah, and and the, I'm just like mm-hmm. sitting there. I'm like, this is... I this is going to happen. No matter what, I love this. If he gets a base hit, I love it because we're going to win the game. And if he strikes out, oh, I got a little something hot. <laughs> Strike three! <laughs> Hartman, Case! And, oh, man. He, he was, was, he was not happy. He was swinging, though, wasn't he? He was, he swinging. was swinging. He's always We'll swinging. give him that. Hartman, you know. Hartman's a swinger. <laughs> full disclosure, Hartman played uh, unbelievable in camp. He's a great outfielder. So I got it now. I got to kiss his butt a little bit. Yeah. He's a great outfielder. He's not too good of a runner like his brother here, Zach. But uh, <laughs> he's a great outfielder. He, and he hits the ball, and uh, yeah, he's he's one of the guys you want in the outfield. But anyways, he strikes out, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I could tell he was so angry, you know. But Zach is right after him, and I'm like, hey, I told him when he was walking away, I said, dude, this is the way it's supposed to be. Your brother's gonna get the big hit today. He's been going through hell, man. He's gonna get the big hit. So I'm like, settle down. I told him, watch this at bat. It's your brother's turn, man. It's your brother's turn to come true, come through. And Zach, tell us uh, what you felt when you hit the ball right away. 
<laughs> um, you know, I, I just, I was just trying to make contact, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I couldn't see it. And then once I did catch it, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the outfielder played it like he had it. So I was kind of, first I was just happy that he made contact. Um, and I didn't realize that he missed, kind of misplayed it um, until afterwards. Um, but it felt good when it left the bat. It oh, was, I was off. expecting a Wilson Contreras bat flip from him. Right, no, right when he hit it. I thought it was the, gone. The did come in a little bit. Man, but, you know, one of the hardest things is to catch a fly ball when you don't do it all the time. Right, it's hard right. to judge how far that ball goes. But legitimately, that was a hit. Like, that would have been going to be a hit no matter right. what. Unless you got Bob Dernier out there. No, that was yeah, over, that was, that was over, over his head, head for sure. A two, uh, three-run double. Three-run double. Puts us over by two runs, and we go to the ninth. Not to mention, Zach, you made one hell of a catch out there, uh, which was probably, you probably, without a doubt, you made the best defensive play and the best offensive play. So, like, and I was, snatched the MVP trophy from the jaws of defeat. Wait, leg, legitimately, legitimately won the MVP award. And, um, like, I was thinking, like, no matter what, we're going to give it to Zach, you know, because of his heart and his determination. He's up here playing. But we didn't talk about. You coming around third base on the next batter? Uh, he did like one of those slow motion falls, William. Did you, Zach? Oh yeah, it, it felt like it took three hours to hit the ground. Um, it yeah, looked but, like an eighty year old rounding third base. To well, be with you, you know, and to be honest with you, I was surprised. You know, because your brother crushed the ball behind me, um, and I was surprised that I was that I was even about to score. So I, I wanted to make sure that I touched third base. And what I did is I concentrated too much and I clipped it and I felt myself going and there was no stopping. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I, I laying on the ground just had to laugh. I mean, that's all you can do at that point. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. And like, I, 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 you know, when I first went to fantasy camp, I had, I was, I was like 21 for 34 and I had 21 singles. You know? So I was station to station player. You got Zach running around on a base hit coming home from home and it was, it was hilarious. <laughs> It was awesome, and then yeah, we go out there for the top of the ninth, and luckily they don't score any runs. And Paul Lawrence was the uh, the judge, we call him. He's a judge. Uh, the judge. A great bunch of guys over there. I, but I, I told those guys, I'm like, it wasn't meant to be for you guys today. I, I believe God God was in charge, you know. And uh, and uh, he man, it was a special. It was special. It really was. I grabbed the mic and announced that uh, not only is Zach Hartman the uh, the player of the game. But from this point forward, when we do have games going, I'll uh, always be the Zach Hartman uh, Clumple Hunter Player of the Game Award moving forward. Because of his heart, because of his determination, he could have easily sat home and not played. We could have got a sub for him. But he, he came out. And, and nobody would have said anything. No, he, came, he came out. He gave it his all. And you know what? I, for a Clumple Hunter Award, I want heart to be behind that heart, you know. This guy Zach right here, he displayed heart to me, man. He, you know, he's going through hell right now, and you know, he come out with us uh, after the after party here at Club 400. He comes to the rooftop on Sunday, and you know what? He's dealing with some shit, but he's also still gonna live life, and that's what I love, Zach. That's unbelievable, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it. It really, it's 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 I'm humbled by 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 you know everybody's generosity and um, <clears throat> just everybody associated with Club 400. There's nothing but nice things to say. Everybody's amazing. Um, it's I'm you know I'm truly blessed um, to, be, to to be a part of this um, and what an honor man to have that that award named nice. yeah so we're gonna, we're gonna get like some kind of trophy or something and you're gonna get that and um, 
and we're gonna pass it around for uh, maybe we'll just buy duplicates every year and give them out but uh yeah we're hoping to make this whole thing a tradition you know, like definitely uh not trying to steal randy's honey camp the fire from that camp uh looking forward to going next year but has maybe just a weekend thing putting together a baseball game uh, every once in a while there's nothing wrong with it i think it's a good thing and uh, we just don't know when you know we'll be able to do that to go back to camp you know they're talking about maybe bringing it back in the fall but i will say this guys under the circumstances having 24 guys coming out all the way out from everywhere um uh just so great to hang out with good guys you know and it's just this, it brought me back to the same feeling i had back in january february when i was out in mesa arizona and you, you know you play ball with these guys and they end up being your brothers and no one's rooting against each other everybody's rooting for one another and it, it was a it, it brought back the memories of january february and um you know everybody just had a really good time the weekend went flawlessly yes we came back to club 400 we had a small get together here beaners uh, barbecue brought some tacos john benedict showed up he actually made an appearance the organist him. yeah our organist showed up man and uh, that was great to see him. And um, what else? We, oh, then we had karaoke, which probably we shouldn't you know, we should be doing karaoke. But we did. It was fun. Why? Why? Because we love karaoke. No, why shouldn't we be doing it? Well, because of COVID and stuff. You know? We were six feet away. We were six feet away. We practiced <laughs> there social distancing. No, there were some other reasons karaoke shouldn't have been done. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> there was no duets. It was, <laughs> uh, we, we had the no du duet rule in effect. But around game time, Eric brought over about five, six items, and we auctioned some stuff off, and one of them was a first pitch at Wrigley Field um, with 20 tickets to a ball game. How about them apples? Awesome. And, I was uh, in on that for one bit. Josh. <laughs> Josh wins it. Yep. And uh, he's going to throw out the first pitch next year at a Cubs game, which is a dream come true for a lot of Cubs fans. So. Yeah. Really Which cool. Eric Hartman donated. He paid a little bit more yeah. money for it from the Schwarber event. But uh, tonight, uh, I just handed uh, some checks over to Zach Hartman. Uh, and it's thankful to all the guys who participated. And, and Eric Hartman and our sponsor, Tovar, uh, completely raised $18,300 for Zach and his family. And Zach's next job is to kick this cancer's ass. That's right. right. I'm up to it, man. And not just you, but you t tell us a little bit about you got struggles in, in the rest of your family as well. Um, yeah, so um, I'm actually, well, my youngest brother last year had, um, shoot, he's going to kill me. Um, started out as testicular cancer, spread up into his lungs. Um, he's, you know, kicking ass now, now cancer free. Um, my mother, um, in the last year also um, is surviving uh, lung cancer. Wow. Did I say liver cancer to my brother? Lung also. Daddy. No. <laughs> um, so my mother, um, she's now cancer free also. Um, my mother-in-law in the past year has survived um, breast cancer for the second time. Um, so there's a... That's like too much. There's a weird family. bug going around in yeah. my family right now. Uh, but. Uh, so, and cancer doesn't really run in your family, right? The history or? Not to my knowledge, but right. I just got to think somewhere. This is nuts. Right. Um, and then you guys got to deal with Eric on top of it. You know what? <laughs> you know, it's, as much as shit as we all give Eric, the, the dude he's amazing. the best. He's amazing. He's um, the best. Yes. Oh, he's done a lot for us, and uh, he's improved Club 400. That's a, that's, that says a lot. And we're pretty damn good as it was. This is the best 
the best part of being affiliated with this is when you can get on and say you raised eighteen thousand dollars or whatever. that's so great i mean that's gonna you know, probably help a little bit with some you bills know, or whatever you know, it's amazing it's it's it, I, you know words can't describe the feeling you know it's, it, other than a few of you guys you know I, I i've never met anybody um and there wasn't a huge group of people here um but to raise that kind of money um yeah. it's it's unbelievable and 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 I, I can speak on behalf of a lot of the people who were here and, and bidding and stuff and you know when you run into somebody that you know and and you know really there's a lot of love going on in, in this group you feel so helpless like there's nothing you can do so when you can do something like that that's kind of like a win-win you know for everybody and, it's and, it's it's good and to be quite honest with you like um going in this game like we never never was thinking about raising money for anybody you know this kind of this game we, it took us a while to get the permits and everything like that so like we weren't really 100 percent even sure it was going to happen yeah i mean there's a lot of question marks going on uh the the field get, getting the field which william you helped us get was was huge and you know once we got you involved we were able to get the field and then then we were to tell everybody okay you proceed with travel because we had people right. travel from out of town and then um you know I, I did mention something to Eric. Yeah, we got. We should do something for Zach while we're here. Like maybe throw a bucket and throw, everybody throw money in or something like that. And um, it just was like the whole day was like kind of. It meant to, it was meant to be that yeah. Zach actually played in this game and Zach got the winning hit like legitimately and he had a beautiful catch and he was. He had the best two offensive and defensive plays out of those twenty-four guys. It could have been easily someone else, but right. you know the man upstairs was definitely looking looking down. Above, down on us, and um, it was a special day because of Zach. Zach, you made the day a little bit more special. I mean, just the way it ended, and uh, you know, like I said, the, the power. I mean, this guy's a champion. I mean, he, he could have sat. He could have stayed home. Yeah, MVP. MVP. <laughs> He's forever the MVP. Well, it's unbelievable. I, I would never have heard the end of it for my brother if I would have sat out. And, I, and that's you know, he he told me he's like you know if you want to just bat, come back. If you want to, if you're not up to it, you're not up to it. I'm like well. Hey, I'm gonna give it my all, but if you're doing it, I'm gonna do it. Did <laughs> so, you play baseball growing up, sir? Um, you know, I played I played some baseball in high school. Okay. Um, you know, I I played you know adult softball my whole life. You know, like uh, my son plays baseball, so I'm always in the batting cage and you know messing around with him. But nothing, you know, nothing serious. Yeah, I mean, right, did you right play time. baseball or no? I did play. What were you? Uh, what did you play? I played in high school. Did you? And then, uh, played softball for a bunch of years, and as you can tell, I haven't done anything physical and since I've met you. Maybe we'll get you in shape and you can play with us next year. I think it's since I met you. You missed that part. I don't think there's a correlation, but it's since I met you. Oh, man. Brother from another mother. Yeah, that's exactly right. Brother, there's, I've met so many people through Club 400, campers, you know, just like Dave, Eric Hartman. I wouldn't probably be friends with him if it wasn't for Club 400. You, you were just someone that came to the events. But yeah, we come a long ways, and we're, we hope to go even farther. And we got 2021 coming up, looking at us in the right in the face, saying, "Come on, you're gonna battle me." And I'm gonna say, "Yeah, we're gonna battle you, 2021." <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be better than 2020. And hopefully, we'll have a vaccine sooner or later, and we all can get together and, and feel safe. Have a big group hug. Big group hug, big one. So, uh, yeah. So if you're not on Instagram. Check us out on Instagram. Be a part of this uh, top 30 Cubs that haven't been to Club 400, that are alive, that can make it to Club 400. And then I'm going to do my best to try to knock out all 30. It might take me 10 years, but I'm going to do my best. It's, you know? it's all right. you got time. Nothing but time, brother. I did want to follow up one last piece of uh, 
news here. Uh, me and you were talking to go to OKC. We're still thinking about going to OKC. We're going to maybe go this week, but the games uh, didn't fall on the proper days. Uh, you know, we were going to leave on a Thursday, and there's a possibility that there might not even be a game on Friday. Right. And uh, so that would have been a big. We're bummer. waiting to find out when there is a home game on the weekends. That and, and, and I need a wingman to come down there. With. The other thing is, if, maybe I'll get Zach to come down. There, there you go. He's yeah. going hey. a road trip. I like your style. <laughs> the other thing is, if we're going to go to OKC, we got to go big or go home, right? Oh, we'll be bringing a pallet of beer for sure. So maybe how much will be may, left by the time we get down there? That's the question. Well, we got to bring some for the people. Exactly. Well, we're going to bring a bunch for the people, and, uh, and you know what? Even if it has to be, maybe it's just matters of timing and stuff like that. We want to come down. We are going to come down. It's just a matter of working it out logistically, and getting my wife's permission, getting your wife's permission, making sure we have a count. Thank goodness they don't listen to the show. <laughs> no, actually, I think a lot of them do. Uh, no, hon, I did ask you on the show, can I, can I go to OKC? Like, what the hell is that? I think that's it. Uh, any last words of wisdom? I'm going to let Zach, uh, Zach, any, anything you want to add to the podcast yeah. uh, before we finish up for tonight? Um, you know, no, I just, other than a, a, a big thanks, Stu, to you, um, <clears throat> Club 400, you guys are all amazing. Um, thanks for letting me be a part of it. Um, and I, and I look forward to doing it again. All right, William. Awesome. I'll tell you what. Here, this is the truth. Before we get off here, like a couple people I met this weekend, I feel like I'm gonna have a bond with. He's definitely one of them, and your brother is definitely one of them too. I got to meet your brother. He listened, by the way, to the last show. Oh, he did. Yeah. Now he's a listener. I now that he's in. Brought, your brother brought <laughs> your brother brought two friends down here. They yeah. were awesome dudes. Yeah. And uh, had a great time hanging out with those guys. That was they were so fun. I felt like yeah. I met some new friends that weekend too. Absolutely. And it was just, it was a magical uh, weekend um, and a really, really tough year. So, uh, and what could be a better song to lead us out than Puff the Magic Dragon? <laughs> well, you're saying I was puffy or is that that I like puff like a dragon? Just maybe do a little Google search on what the song's about <laughs> and you'll find out. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are Cub Fans Helping Cub Fans. We are. William Garrett and our special guest, Zach Hartman, MVP. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Puff the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanalee Little Jackie Paper Loved that rascal Puff And brought him strings and sealing wax And other fancy stuff Oh, Puff the magic dragon Lived by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist In a land called
pirate ships would lower their flags when Huff roared out his name. Oh, Huff the Magic Dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Annalee. Oh, Huff the Magic Dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Annalee. A dragon lives forever. Rings make way for other toys. One gray night it happened, Jackie Paper came no more, and Puff, that mighty dragon, he ceased his fearless roar. His head was bent in sorrow, green scales fell like rain. Sadly slipped.